Okay, so we are in the last week of this series and every series of this year, uh, and it's called A Christmas Carol. Uh, last week, or what, two weeks ago, we talked about um, Days of Future Past, and we talked about the Christmas story and about uh, how it was something that was prophesied from a long time ago, what that would be like to know that your entire life has been prophesied, what it was like for Mary and Joseph to know what people would say about them, how they, uh, people would talk about them, how people would treat them. Uh, and how hardly anybody would believe them, and just what that was like. This week we're going to talk about something that you probably have heard about the shepherds. Uh, and I want to talk about them as a group, but I'm going to start by reading the first uh, paragraph here. This is Luke 2, 8 through 20. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel uh, reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. So before I talk about this, I want to talk about the shepherds. So at this point in time, shepherds were considered outcasts. They were considered smelly, dirty, gross, crude. Uh, they were considered uh, not to be trusted. And not because they lied, but just like, I don't care about their opinion. They're shepherds. It's like they went to Purdue or something. And so it's, uh, they just, nobody cared about them. Nobody uh, wanted to know them. Nobody, like they stayed out in the, with their flocks all the time because other than the other shepherds, nobody wanted to be around them. And so if you're writing like the, the musical about, or if you're writing the story about like God's life, and I'm not talking how it happened, but you're like, I'm going to create this and I'm going to make this how it would be the best. Obviously you'd start with him being born somewhere rich or famous or be able to kind of have a bunch of influence, but you'd also not go to shepherds. You'd go to soldiers or you'd go to something that was respected. Uh, Pharisees, like uh, leaders, the wise men uh, who didn't get there yet, but like you'd go to them first, like something like that. You'd go to people who matter, people that the people listen. Like if you're dealing with a situation where you have a, a young woman who is a teenager and a virgin, but is pregnant and people already don't believe her, and you're like, okay, this is an unbelievable story already. How can we add believability? You don't then go to a bunch of shepherds that everybody's like, they can't appear in court because they can't, they're not trustworthy witnesses. So like that doesn't make any sense. But God, the way God works doesn't always make sense, but he has a plan for each of us. He has a plan for everyone. And he had a plan for the outcasts, for the shepherds. And so they're just, they're doing their job. They're there being alone. They're there not celebrating Christmas, A, because it doesn't exist yet, but B, because they're just, they don't really have that much in their lives to celebrate yet. Uh, they're kind of like Bengals fans. Like, they're just kind of there. Uh, and they're doing nothing. And uh, so while they're doing that, while they're doing that, an angel appears. Now imagine that. Imagine that no matter what you're doing, you're just kind of at home, you're doing whatever, and an angel appears. Like, you're going to be a little freaked out. And so they're like, uh, man, what's, what's happening? Like, was it this cold? Like, what was in uh, the water, like what was in the sheep food or whatever you eat. And like, it's, it's crazy. But the angel appears and immediately is like, hey, you know, don't be scared. You have a purpose. Now that's probably scarier than just the angel being there. Because one of the things you'll find if you feel like an outcast, if you feel like you don't belong, if you feel like you're worthless, if you feel like nobody listens to you, if you feel like nobody cares about you, it's almost scarier if someone does show interest in you than just feeling like that. Because you grow to get used to those feelings. You grow to get used to nobody listening, to nobody taking you seriously. You grow to get used to people saying bad things about you. And it's not that you like it, but you just get used to it. And so if somebody comes along and like puts some trust in you or puts some faith in you, that can be really scary. And you can be like, wait a second, 
what if I screw up? Like, what if this one person, this only person that's ever shown me trust or ever shown me love or ever shown me hope, what if I mess up and, and like they stop? Like, it just gets really scary sometimes. And so the shepherds are probably feeling this as the angel is talking to them. But he goes on and says, hey, the Savior's born. And I would imagine that in their heads, they're thinking, why would you come to us? Like, nobody listens to us. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? What are we going to do? We can't take him money. We can't take him frankincense. We can't take him myrrh. We can't take him anything. Like, we can maybe ring him a sheep or something, but that's not much use to a baby. And, and the whole thing is, as they continue, they're like, and born in Bethlehem. And they're like, wait, city of David? Like, that's, that's, that's right here, but that's a small town. Like, what are you talking about? And then, like, the shepherds are probably like, okay, but we can't get into the palace. And they're like, yeah, he's in a manger. Like, he's with animals. And they're like, Wait, are you sure? That, what's going on here? Because we're worthless. Like, nobody cares about us. And you're saying that the baby, the savior, the person that you said does care about us is, is with animals, like, eating around him as he's born? Like, what are you talking about? Because it's such a crazy thing. Um, we live in a world, obviously, and it's always been this way to an extent. Well, probably always. Where uh, money and fame and power are kind of what makes the world go round, so to speak. So, like, the people that have the most influence are celebrities, uh, politicians, athletes, like, people who look for the influence. I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about how, like, it's kind of gotten to the point where the only people that want to hold office are the people that super want to hold office, which means they probably shouldn't hold office uh, because, quote-unquote, normal people kind of are, are turned off by the way everything happens and the corruption and the way everybody is treated. And... and so that is always the case somewhat where like, you know, the, the soup, you can think about your school, you can think about uh, the, the world, you can think about the city, the town, whatever. The popular people kind of are the ones that first come to mind in terms of the leaders, in terms of the people that are uh, important to other people, in terms of the influencers. And, and, and so that's not what the shepherds are. And the shepherds know that they live in that world. And again, for us, we know that we can only reach a certain number of people or we know that if we mess up like it's not the same thing as if the starting quarterback messes up like we know that uh sometimes people that have a lot of money sometimes people that have a lot of fame sometimes people that have a lot of power they get away with stuff that they shouldn't and we know that that's not fair and it's like this isn't fair like how come i can't get away which isn't the right way to think of it you know but but it's like we know all of that and god knows that we know all of that and he knows that that's how the world is but what he's saying here is yeah but it doesn't matter now, he's not saying, but it's easy and you should just accept it and you should be okay. And he's not saying, hey, if you try really hard, then boom, you're going to be in charge of everything. He's saying, guys, I have a plan for these shepherds that nobody cares about. And I have a plan for you. Like, I have a plan for you to see what Christmas is about. And I'm not talking about the presents. I'm not talking about not the presents. I'm talking about how we treat other people. Uh, on the back doors above them, I have love God, love others. And I talk about that all of the time. Because that is what it means to be a Christian. There are a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions about what it means to be a Christian. And a lot of people that have a lot of checklists. A lot of people that have a lot of rules. And a lot of people that have a lot of other things that go with it. And, and I get that. And we all have our own ideas. And, and we have all of that. But when it comes down to it, it's love God with everything you have. And love others in the same way. And treat them in that love. God and others. Treat them with that love. Treat them uh, to the best of your abilities. And so... It doesn't matter how much money you have, and it doesn't matter where you go to school, unless it's Purdue. It doesn't matter anything about you. Uh, what matters is God knows who you are. And so the shepherds probably could have lived their whole lives only talking to the other shepherds. 
Like, they seriously were outcasts. Like, nobody else was going to stop and talk to them. Mary and Joseph could have probably spent their whole lives just kind of having their own little circle. But because God saw something in them, he saw that they were more than just their station, more than what people said, more than what people thought. He saw who they were. He saw to the heart of the issue. We're talking about them today. The next part, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, uh, which the Lord has told us about. So there's a different amount of, well, so there's a certain amount of things that go into your purpose, that go into your life, that go into who you are. Uh, And so I said, God has a purpose for everybody. God has a plan for everybody. God sees worth in everybody. All of that's true. But the next step is always on us. You see, God could have sent the angels to these shepherds and said, hey, you got to go see this. You got to be on the ground floor. You're going to be in the Bible. People are going to talk about you. Uh, This boring guy with spiky hair is going to talk about you someday. And it's going to be the highlight of of Sydney's life. Like it's going to be all of these things to all of these people, and, and like people are going to come back like the wise men from college, from, from New York and Ohio and Cincinnati, and they're just going to make such a fuss over it, and you got to go there. He's talking to the shepherds here. And you got to go there. And they could have been like, of course, because you get hyped and stuff like that. Uh, you're, you're like, man, this is, this is exciting, and it feels good to belong, and this is so cool. Somebody saw me. And you get hyped, and you're like, yeah. And then the angels go away after the song. And you're like, ah, it's a long way. It's kind of cold, or I'm really tired. I'll do this tomorrow. You know, I'll change tomorrow. I'll be a better person tomorrow. I'll stop doing something I shouldn't. I'll stop tomorrow. Like, I'll I'll put it off. I'll put it off. I'll put it off. And the more you put it off, the less it ever comes back to do. And so they could have been like, hey, yeah, you know what? That's so cool. This was such a good experience. Wasn't this a good experience, Clyde? It absolutely was, Bartholomew. That's two other names. And it's like, it absolutely was. This is the best thing ever. Let's go to bed. Like, let's, I'm tired. We'll talk about this tomorrow. We'll go see the baby tomorrow. He'll still be a baby tomorrow. And they could have done this. Um, I've talked about my calling before. I've talked about how crazy it was to almost feel, almost hear like the voice say, youth ministry and ministry, like do this and how I was terrified, how I'm scared of public speaking and blah, blah, blah. I've said that. You guys know that. Uh, I definitely put it off. Like, I definitely put it off. I went to grad school for creative writing, which has made me so much money. It's awesome. Just joking. Got a lot of debt. But um, it's, it's, I learned a lot during that. But still, I, I went to creative writing. I put it off. And it's not that I was saying, God, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not that I was saying, God, I won't listen to you. It's, I, I just, I, it's, I must have misheard. Like, this wasn't me. This, this, this was an accident. Like, this was just me thinking it was a crazy thought. And it's hard sometimes to know what God's calling you to do because it's very rarely like a direct sign like, hey, this is absolutely God. This isn't just your random thought. This isn't what somebody says. Like, it's hard sometimes, and it takes prayer, and it takes a lot of work, and it takes time sometimes. And so I put it off, and I went to grad school, and then uh, I accepted. I was like, okay, you know, this is right. It keeps coming back, and uh, God still had a purpose for me. I went back. I started volunteering, and et cetera, et cetera. You can figure out, spoiler alert, I'm here right now. Um, But through all of that, even though I had in many ways given up on myself, God didn't give up on me. And so that's the other thing. Sometimes we feel like, but but what if I don't hear him? Or what if I get it wrong? Or what if I mess up? Uh, What if I do put it off? Like, he's not going to give up. It's very easy to give up on yourselves. And for the shepherds, it would have been very easy to be like, I'll put it off. 
he, you know, this was an accident. We had a mass hallucination, whatever. But they listened. And the last part of that little paragraph there is, let's go to Bethlehem. They did it. For, for you guys, maybe it's, I'm going to go to college. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to my friend. Maybe it's, I'm going to quit this job. Or maybe it's, I'm going to take this job. Or maybe it's, I'm going to do something for someone. Or I'm going to go to church. Or I'm going to invite this person to youth. Or whatever down the line. But if you keep seeking him, he'll be with you all along. It's not he's going to call you once. You know, you're going to pick up the phone and be like, who talks on the phone anymore? It's not 1800s. Like, it's not he's going to call you once. I guess there weren't phones in the 1800s, so that didn't work as well as I wanted it to. Uh, he's going to call you once. And you're going to be like, oh, I, I don't know if I get it. And then he's like, well, sorry, you missed your chance. That's not how it works. But you keep listening and you keep seeking and you keep doing it. And so the shepherds show us what to do here. And then we go on to the last part of this scripture. Uh, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So this meant something to Mary and Joseph. Like it did. Because Mary and Joseph, like I said last week, they were scared. Like they trusted God and they had faith and they were amazing, faithful people. And they were great examples of what it means to be a good person and to follow God. But they were also scared because they're young and they're having a baby and they don't have any money. And so they're scared. And so when the shepherds showed up, it was absolutely a big thing for the shepherds because they were actually had a purpose. They actually had a meaning to their life. They actually were given responsibility and given trust and, and given respect. But it also meant something for Mary and Joseph. And, and even though they didn't bring them gifts, even though they just kind of showed, they're like, wow. Wow, God brought other people like us to kind of just be here with us. To just celebrate with us. To just see us. To show us like this this amazing God that works with us and all of these things happen and it says Mary kept it in her heart and it also says they went from there and they told everybody Now I started this by saying how they were outcasts and they weren't allowed to testify in court and people didn't care what they said it didn't stop them you may not be the best athlete you may not be the coolest you may not be the smartest you may not be whatever it is that you dream of being right now now you may be someday but I'm saying you may not be that now and so it's easy to be like nobody's gonna listen to me I can't stand up and help this person. I can't do this. I can't do that. Somebody else will do it. There's something called the bystander effect, which like if you're walking down the street and somebody in an alley gets mugged and you hear it or you see it, uh, most people will subconsciously and then consciously think somebody else will get that. I'm just going to keep going. And it's not like a, I don't care about that person. A lot of the times they're scared and they, they want to help that person, but it's like somebody else will hear this. Somebody else will see that fire. Somebody else will stop for that car. Uh, whatever it is, and that's called the bystander effect. And it's always somebody else. And so it's easy to get into that, that way of life and like, nobody's going to listen to me. But the shepherds show us, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because absolutely no one here, and I don't just mean in this room, I mean in this world, is going to have 100% attention to everything they say. There are people that you could think of that are amazing speakers, and there are people that just, it rub, they rub them the wrong way. Like The Rock is a, a very charismatic actor and wrestler and giant guy. Uh, and so he's very charismatic and he can stand up and he can talk and he can be entertaining. And even if you've never watched wrestling or any of his movies, you know who he is. And so like he starts talking and he's big and he's 
rich and he's charismatic and he's funny and he's cool and this isn't like a rock podcast or anything. But uh, like he's somebody that you know and so you listen to him and people, people are like, wow. When he was a wrestler, uh, and I'm not going, this, again, this isn't like a rock show here, but when he was a wrestler, uh, his thing was he would come up with all these funny insults or whatever, and then the crowd would repeat everything that he said. So, like, he can hold a crowd, regardless of what you think of him, regardless of anything else. Like, he can hold a crowd. And yet, I guarantee there are people that when they hear The Rock, they're like, turn the channel. Like, I don't care. And you can do that with anybody. You can do that with a Christian speaker. You can do that with me. You can do that with yourselves. Like, nobody is going to get 100% popularity. Nobody is going to get 100% listening. Nobody is going to get 100% attention. Nobody. But the right people, the people that, that need it, they're going to take something from your life, from what you say, from how you treat other people. And they may get it from you or you, and not from you or you. But they may, other people may get it from you or you, and et cetera, et cetera. But... The point is, the shepherds weren't thinking like, well, these people aren't going to do this, these people aren't going to do that. They're gonna, we just want to share. And who knows what the stats were. Like maybe one out of every hundred people actually stopped and listened to them, but that's one person. And one person matters. Like, like one person listening, one person changing, one person doing better. That, that's who we all are when you break it down. And so the really cool thing, and I'm going back like I have been in this series and like we do in the Behold on Sundays, to uh, a prophecy for this. Now, Everybody knows that knows anything about the Christmas story that there were prophecies about the birth of Jesus because Jesus is a major thing, major character like Jesus, the Savior, God, obviously. Also, God not only had a plan for the shepherds, but he had it in writing a long time before. So Jeremiah 23, 1 through 6. What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have, dis uh, they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they are expected to care for, says the Lord Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to, do, to destruction. This isn't our shepherds. Um, now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them, but I will gather uh, together the remnant of my flock like the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold, for uh, they are fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint, appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them, and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will rise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land, and this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. So this means a lot of things, but it's not an accident that he said shepherd. And I now... We can be shepherds and a lot of people, but it's not an accident that this was written about Jesus' birth and about how shepherds are going to show up. And then however many hundred years later, shepherds showed up and he called shepherds. They were outcasts then too. And even though King David had been a shepherd at one point, like they still were outcasts. In a one way or another, everyone here is kind of an outcast. Maybe not to, to uh, like the popular groups, maybe not to the nerd groups, whatever. You have your own group, but everybody is an outcast somewhere. Everybody doesn't fit somewhere. And the more we stop to think about that and stop with thinking like, well, they don't fit with me, but thinking like, you know what? How do they see me here? And I'm not talking dwelling on it. I'm not talking changing because other people say, don't do that. But I'm talking thinking uh, through someone else's mind, like thinking how someone else sees it, thinking how someone else thinks and, and just being like, okay, why would someone uh, not like The Rock? Why would someone not like sports? Why would someone not like school? Why would someone not like 
whatever else, musicals. Why would someone not like this, not like that? And not just thinking, well, they don't like it or they don't agree with me, so I hate them, but thinking, you know what? They're actually people too. I wonder what their thought process is. This is my thought process. And just realizing that they're people. And that's what God did with the shepherds. He's like, guys, nobody sees you, but I do. And so you have a purpose. Everyone here has a purpose. I'm not, I, I don't care where you are in your faith right now. I hope that you build your faith. I hope you grow it. I hope you follow Jesus. I do hope that. That's why I'm here. But regardless for that, God still sees you. You still have worth. You still are enough. You still are loved. You still have hope. You still have a future. And so all you have to do is start to live that, is see that in yourself and understand that God sees it. And then do your best. Do your best and grow. The shepherds were not suddenly like rich kings after this. They were still shepherds. They were still poor. A lot of people still hated them, but their lives were changed forever because they accepted that God saw something in them. And so your lives can be changed forever too if you accept God sees something in you. I see something in you. The other adults aren't just here because they love cookies, although they do. But they, they see something in you. They see something in this purpose, in, in why we're doing this. You guys are here for a reason. Some of you are here because you want to be. Some of you are here because you have to be. Some of you are here because you've got nowhere else to go. The point is you're here right now. And I see you right now. And God sees you right now. And like the shepherds, you have a purpose and you have a plan and you have a way forward. So do not give up on yourselves. I've lived that life and sometimes I still do and it's hard. But if you look and you think, okay, I'm going to start here and I'm going to do my best today. And just build on that. Because the shepherds who nobody liked, God sent angels and said, hey, you got a purpose, go do it. And they went and did it. And they started there. They started with listening and then they went. So do that. Start with listening. Start with caring. Start with seeing someone else. And then move forward. That's all I got.